Welcome to Stand Out in ELT. I'm Ola Kowalska and I'm the host of this extraordinary podcast. I wanted to bring you a platform where you hear from myself and other amazing and inspiring people who have created their success and stand out in ELT. People say that English language teaching is a saturated market, so it's absolutely crucial that you know how to stand out. And I'm going to teach you how to do it. And I'm going to inspire you to take action. So, welcome to this space. And I can't wait for you to stand out and build your legacy in ELT. Hey friends, I hope you're okay. Um, Lovely to have you here again. Um, So today, I thought I'd do a more of a lifestyle episode. I've never done one before, so I thought, why not try? And obviously, I know that there are lots of um, women following me and listening to this and lots of mums. And I think you could potentially relate or get inspired and like you might be curious how it is to run a business and whether it's it's possible or available to you if you're if you're only just starting to run a business when you have young kids and how to make it all work so i'm going to today i'm going to talk to you give you a little bit of an insight into how it looks in my family but also Um, give you a little bit of reassurance because I want everybody to do what their heart desires rather than what the society wants us to do and like what the societal roles um, we imagine to be like the role of a mom for example and I want you to have a like a reflection around that topic Uh, I want you to always think whether you're making decisions in life based on what you really want and need or what your family wants and needs and is able to sort of figure out or are you doing things because your your mom or your mother-in-law or somebody else or generally the society expects you to do okay because it's really important to have that distinction So I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about my story and um, those of you who have been following me for a while and reading my newsletters, uh, you might have seen that my um, sort of journey with motherhood started quite, quite well. It was, uh, my pregnancy was um, absolutely brilliant, I would say. I (laughs) actually... Uh, in the first week of my, um, that was 2017, in the first week of my Delta, (laughs) I found out I was pregnant. That was in February. And so it was quite funny because I decided to do my Delta intensively, all the modules um, at once. I mean, over six months, but still it was extremely intensive. And I was working part-time then, about five hours, maybe four a day so it was a lot um so it it's not like it was always super easy i remember i had to take a few days off because i was absolutely exhausted remember in the first trimester i was always like i, I was never nauseous but i was always feeling that taste of dirty metal as if i've just eaten a dirty coin 
<laughs> which was awful. But also now when I think of it, it's it's quite funny. Um, then my second trimester was was absolutely perfect. I remember I had my last assessed lesson in Delta Module Two in while I was when I was six months pregnant, and you know. It was a bit nerve-wracking because then you've got that external assessment of your lesson and I remember that. Oh my god, what if I throw up? What if <laughs> obviously nothing <laughs> was um like you know indicated that it would happen, but you know, you tend to panic. And it actually went well because I calmed myself down. I I knew what happened, what will happen will happen. And like, you know, the baby is more important. I cannot be too stressed. So I actually passed with flying colors and I was so proud. And then what happened was by, by some sort of a miracle, miraculous uh, accident, I got offered a, a job at a summer camp. And I was feeling so well that it was literally a... Uh, a no-brainer and it was a managerial job so I was the director of studies uh, of a summer school for a month in 2017 so that was like well I was still six months pregnant then so like a totally visible belly and everything but I was feeling you know like 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 new and uh, it was an amazing experience actually because then the fact that I had that experience then led to my other job when I got back from my maternity leave. So anyways, that was, everything was going very, very well up to some point. Then uh, I was due to give birth in November, but unfortunately in October, I started feeling very unwell and unfortunately got diagnosed with preeclampsia, a very, very dangerous condition that could potentially um, end in um placenta in not working so the baby not getting any nutrition or oxygen which is super super dangerous so uh, a bit over three weeks before my due date I got induced and everything went against my plan was planning to give a water birth and everything but it ended in an emergency c-section where I was put to sleep I didn't see anything took me four hours to wake up uh, then oh my goodness it was it was bad it was really bad and now I think of it I think I've experienced some sort of a post-traumatic um, disorder I I think I was shocked I was disappointed the feelings that I was feeling were oh my goodness they were they were so surprising and so shocking for me because I was genuinely angry at my body that it failed you know so it was very hard to process and then the baby the baby wasn't ready to be in this world so he wasn't ready to feed he couldn't breastfeed we fought for it for like three months and like there was progress but it wasn't really easy um and the reason why I'm telling you all of this is because um you know theoretically it might not have um, enough to do with business but I think it has everything to do with business because those experiences and they were very extreme experiences they shaped me they shaped me as a person and they definitely allowed me to like, kind of establish that grit and that no bullshit taking attitude to life because I know what's important now so while you know a few months in, I realized I had postnatal depression and because I was denying it for a few months, it was I wasn't myself. If you had met me then, 
you you would have known I, I'm a completely different person and it wasn't easy it wasn't easy and then when I was trying to like go back to um, being my normal self because it was, I was craving it and like human adult human contact especially since uh, I had spent um, more than a year at home with the baby. I, I'm an extremely social person, so I always wanted to meet with other moms, which I was doing, but it was never enough. I was always angry and like frustrated. So I thought, yes, going back to work will help. So I started looking for jobs. And again, by some miraculous accident, um, now I think everything happens for a reason. And it's like the universe showing me uh, where I should be and shouldn't be. And I was in the right, exactly right place at the right time. And I got a job as an assistant director of studies in a very reputable uh, language school in central London. So I was over the moon. So my son, Leon, he was uh, 13, 14 months then. Uh, so we hired childcare. I was planning to go back part-time because I didn't think he would be ready, but then we found a nanny and everything kind of somehow worked out. Then a lot of things happened in my life and 2018 was extremely difficult for other reasons. But I was doing the job and I was like, I thought that was what I needed because it was so different from my experience of staying at home. And I... um I was like trying to <clears throat> really cherish every moment. I was like, wow, I'm, I've, I, I was being given such a responsibility. I was like, I was only just 28. I was 28 when I started that job. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a manager of people who are like 20 years older than me and native speakers. So, you know, it felt, wow. So, and I felt like that for a few months, but then I realized something was wrong. Something was wrong. Something in me, and especially because the job was a typical nine to five job. And then it wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. It was mainly admin and doing lots of things in Excel and like, oh, really not things that I excel at. <laughs> um, I started feeling like I was su suffocating. So I started sabotaging myself in that job. I would be constantly late. Yes, I've got ADHD and I do have a tendency to have like very bad time management skills, but uh, I, I usually am quite punctual. So I was uh, late. I was always like a bit like, I'm, I'm a very positive person, but I was grumpy there. You know, I was grumpy. I was trying to find allies to complain. I was like, it wasn't me, you know? So I was I was in a very bad, toxic, like, sort of circle. Also, I didn't get on with the people there. You know, I, I, it was very superficial. I didn't get on with, um, like, not that I didn't. Like, obviously, we had friendly chats, but I didn't feel close to anybody. I didn't at all. And it made me sick because I needed those connections. I saw those people every day for eight hours. And I was like, also the fact that I had a manager above me for some reason, you know, when I was a teacher in the past, when you have a manager, you still have so much freedom because you decide what you teach. You are this leader in the classroom. So managers, they don't even matter. But here I was someone above me and sitting next to me every day so it kind of like it kind of caused some sort of another rebellious um reaction in me so it wasn't great it wasn't nice then 
Fortunately, another thing happened and I asked if I could train up because the school was a um, a teacher training center, if I could train up as a CELTA trainer. And I had been dreaming of doing that ever since I did my own CELTA and I said yes. So I was like, yes, fantastic. I was so excited about it. And that happened in 2020 at the beginning in February. So my training took part during a full-time month one month long course in february and i was so excited because i knew it would uh it would change so many things i could alternate my job my admin job with the uh, with the um with the with the celta training sorry mm, but it was it was obvious that that wasn't going to happen because then the pandemic hit and in the pandemic i finally realized uh, what was wrong. So I finally realized what was happening. So I was trying to have a balance in my life. I was trying because I'm not the kind of person who likes sitting at home. So that year with the baby sort of, I think it did something to me. It made me realize that I'm not, I'm never going to be that kind of person who likes to be just one thing okay so I didn't like being just a mom so I was always trying for different things but also I didn't want to be just a worker okay well you know being in a full-time job and working in central London and commuting meant that most of my day for 10 nearly 10 hours a day I was a worker and that didn't work because I had to leave house in the morning at about 7.40. So my son sometimes would wake up at 7. So that's 40 minutes. Then I would pick him up from... <clears throat> first we had a nanny and then he went to nursery. I had to pick him up and that was like half five. And he went to bed before 7. So I saw my child for like an hour and a half a day. Which didn't work either. It didn't work at all. So I was getting frustrated. Because when the pandemic started. And we were all locked uh, down. We were still asked, or I, at least I was still asked to do the same, like work for eight hours a day with a baby at home, with a two-year-old at home, which was literally impossible. So I was getting really frustrated because there was no flexibility. There was, I know that, like, you know, you must remember the news from the pandemic and uh, that mothers took on more responsibilities because they still had to do their work and the uh, um, and the like house chores and whatever and childcare, right? So we, luckily in my family, we, we've always been uh, like equal partners with my partner. We split everything 50-50. So one of us could work for half a day and then look after our son and then we would swap. So that worked well, but it was extremely exhausting. So again, I just felt trapped by that whole solution or non-solution it was exhausting it's not because I was like like I could I wanted that I wanted to go back to the times when I could do nothing or work not work at all but I was feeling that there was no flexibility right so you know when I when I if I had to work for like seven, six hours uh, because that's that's the most I could do from eight till say one PM. Then from 1 p.m. I was already exhausted and couldn't really like focus on my son. So it and he ended up watching lots of TV, and it was it was just 
you know, mad. And I know that was the case for a lot of families, but still didn't make it okay. So then uh, I realized that um, like something, something was there for me and it wasn't exactly uh, something was wrong there for me so it was I wasn't exactly happy then the lockdown finished and we were asked to to go back we went back and I went back for a few months right and again I met with a wall so the situation obviously changed because of the pandemic so my son had to be dropped off at nursery and picked up at a very specific time slot and it was a 10 minute time slot to avoid you know uh contact with other people as much as possible my job didn't understand it they were really inflexible about it they made me feel guilty that I had to pick up my son and I even heard an argument that they had to treat everybody equally I'm sorry but if I have a child then it means that I've got some things that I've got to do that are different from people who are single because they don't have another person to look after like it's my responsibility and like yeah you know then then the voices of people who say things like oh but uh, it's your choice that you have a child right and that ridiculous debate begins which I'm not even going to because it's ridiculous but again it just added I don't know if it was the last last straw but I I knew that this wasn't gonna last for long so at that point, we had been thinking of moving out of London, possibly getting our own place, and we just finally did it. In the summer of 2020, we went to a little town where we currently live, we found our house, we made an offer, and I let my job know that I would be leaving by the end of 2020, and I did. And it was scary, it was super scary, and I knew it was going to be hard, but at that time I was already running uh, my business I was already running a language school and it was going well and there was progress month by month so I knew it was like something was going to happen and and things are going were going to improve so we realized that with the lower cost of living we would be able to afford for my husband to uh, to work and then me work on that business so then uh, we would go back to to like to normal uh, salaries hopefully um, and that was the plan um, and the minute literally the minute everything our like proper life started here as a family and and um, as a as a me as a mom and as a as a woman as well who wants to do other things and doesn't like to be told and doesn't like to be treated inflexibly oh my goodness the feeling was so freeing honestly I don't think I ever felt so omnipotent like I felt at the beginning of 2021 2021 I at the end of 2021 I said that it was the best year of my life and I still stand by it because it was from the very beginning of that year I felt this is the year of change things are gonna finally go the way I want them to go rather than go the way uh, like me jumping on some sort of a wagon of life no I'm the director now and taking that ownership um, empowered me so much it was a hard decision and I'm like I heard some voices that I'm privileged because you know my husband 
makes more so we are able to afford it. Yeah, but not everybody is able to, I don't think, to quit their job and focus on what they want to do in life, which is possibly, you know, building a business. So when it all started, uh, Leon started going to a nursery that we really loved. It's a forest school and we could finally afford something like that because, you know, in London, you can imagine it was really, really expensive. Uh, so it took him quite a lot of time to get used to it. He's a very shy little person and uh, he started going like nearly full time because you know it was still taking me quite a lot of time to um, to work on my business and obviously my husband wasn't is still working full time um, but it didn't matter you know we had that space we had that flexibility and that's what we still exercise like yes my son goes to nursery full time because it's not like i make a decision to build a business and now i just decide that i work uh two days a week maybe that works for some people but i know that there is there is lots of work that goes into building my own business and also I'm talking to you about my experience for you it might look completely different maybe your child is 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 still at home three times a week maybe you have to maybe your school where maybe their school days are shorter like obviously those situations are different but again I can only tell you about my situation so it's that's that's the case it's just it's just the feeling of um, that we can do whatever we want. So if a, if there is a day when we can pick him up early, we, we, we do pick him up early and we do fun stuff, right? If we want to pick him up um, at the time that he's supposed to be, then we just tell him and that today you're going to stay till till whatever, the end of the day. And we're every, everybody's fine about it. The best thing is that we're never, ever in a rush ever honestly I remember maybe throughout the, the whole time we've been here it's only been once that I really had an appointment with a client at nine so I had to drive my son to nursery otherwise we walk every day unless it's pouring down with rain then it changes things but our life is is just lovely at the moment and it's fantastic and I appreciate it so much because the fact that even even when I start making more money, my business brings in more money or like, you know, this this isn't going to change because we already have that abundance of time for the family and being together and being what doing what we want to do. So, you know, I've always been a rebel. So following any sort of rules has been hard. And now. I don't have to and it feels amazing and I, I just want to inspire you and empower you to believe that this is available for you. This is absolutely possible for you and it's something that you can do in your on your own terms. So I'm not saying quit everything and uh, just, you know, build your business um, and put your child in in childcare full time absolutely not do what works for you okay i want you to understand that it's not all or nothing that it's not just your responsibility 
I hope you know that childcare is not just your responsibility. And very often, uh, we as women, we have a problem with letting go of control. And I know that it was a hard decision for me, for example, to um, hire a nanny at the beginning. That was a difficult process because it was like giving control to a completely strange person, right? And it's hard. But think about it in those terms. Let's say your child is still very young and they are at home. Maybe you don't want or you can't still afford a nursery. What if you hired someone trusted for childcare? three times a week for three hours. What if, what could that change for you as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a teacher, as a woman? What could that change? I think it could change, the. it could make the world of a difference, honestly. So if you could consider that, and also remember that if you're saying in your head now, oh, but I can't afford it, what things can you do when your child is at home. I don't think you can do much. You can do things that are, as I always say, money-making activities when your child is not constantly distracting you from your work. It's important to spend time with your kids. But again, as I said, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You are allowed to ask for help. Or another idea, why not outsource things in your house? Is it possible that you're spending a bit too much time on cleaning, right? And again, it's always the question of, oh, but it's so like... um, You know, there could be two potential problems because I've had those two blocks. One, obviously, I can't afford it. But again, it's about thinking, what could you do in that time that you're spending on cleaning that could bring money into your life? Because you could do so many things. Or there is another problem. Oh, but like, what would people think? Oh, she's, she's so fancy and she's got cleaning help at home. I mean, that's just an... 19th century type of thinking and I want you to stop (laughs) but um, honestly and seriously think about it there are people who do it better quicker more efficiently and it's giving them work which is great right and it's freeing up your time that is valuable your time is valuable there are things that others cannot do for you like your specifically your beautiful content for social media that you create with put by putting all your heart in it nobody can do it for you okay if you want at some point you can outsource this as well but now you're probably at a stage i'm just guessing where you still uh it's still you who creates that content so can you outsource something so you have time to do more of that or can somebody do teaching for you probably not right but please think about it that the way your future is being shaped by the decisions that you make now your future depends on what you do now and a lot of moms i feel that that we uh, we kind of are guilty of that that we often think that Uh, I'm going to focus on myself when kids grow up. Do you know how often that happens? Do you know how many women actually do focus on themselves when kids grow up? Not many. Because 
It is a habit. Focusing on yourself and on your desires and wants and on building the future that you want for yourself but for your family as well is a choice. And it's a conscious choice and habit that you have to start building in yourself. So start with baby steps, but also think about what kind of impact it will have on your family. Like I really love to think that my son will, when he grows up, now he's four and a half, so he's beginning to understand that both parents work on the computer, but <laughs> they don't. he doesn't know much about it yet. Uh, but he will understand at some point that I chose something that is a little bit against the current, something that is a little bit of an unpopular choice, but I chose it because I wanted it. And I think it's quite inspiring that I'm opening doors for him for when he is a teenager and he is in front of a choice whether he should study something that he's really not sure about go to uni and do something just for the sake of uh, like you know having a degree in his pocket or go and have a gap year and maybe figure out his life or maybe open a business right? I want him to make conscious decisions. And how is he going to um, make those conscious decisions? If not by looking the example um, of his parents. So by the way, my husband also wants to quit his job and open his business full time, which we're working towards. Um, obviously, it requires some time and some uh, like a financial cushion. Uh, but that's something that we really want because we value that kind of lifestyle. We value the flexibility. So the plan would be my ideal uh, like kind of situation is when uh, our son goes to school and here in England, holidays are quite uh, frequent. So every six weeks there is a, there is a break, there is a half-term break and then the holidays in the summer last uh, for about six weeks. And we want to travel each of those uh, time so that's 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 gonna take some money that's gonna take some effort but we we really don't want to limit ourselves right and who knows we might even go to another country we might even change our minds at some point but I want that flexibility I don't want to fall into the trap of thinking that if you choose a certain lifestyle, so for example, having a husband, having a child, uh, that you are then destined for that, for that, you know, stable life. No, you're allowed to do whatever you want. You're allowed to do whatever your soul desires, because the fact that you have a family has nothing to do with them. Okay. And it's, I think it's a massive myth that children um, like slow down progress in business. It's a massive myth. We allow for it to happen. And again, I don't want you to think that it's choosing one or the other. It's making choices every day. When can I work on my business? Yes, when you have young kids, is it going to be when they go to sleep? Absolutely. And there will be nights when you won't be able to because your child has a fever. Absolutely. That happens to me all the time. But still, it's conscious decisions. It's being intentional about it. And that's the last thing I wanted to talk to you about. My secret to everything and getting it all done is being intentional. So 
I think it actually helps being more focused. I'm extremely distracted, but it helps with getting more focused. Having an intention of what I want to achieve within a certain period of time uh, and knowing that I only have a limited period of time a day or at night right, helps me focus all my efforts so much. And you as a mom or as a person with other responsibilities as a woman, you might have it the same way. And that's why even more so, I want you to understand that you have to be intentional about your actions. You can't just uh, drop off your child at school, if that's the case, or nursery or whatever childcare. So it you know, theoretically have those three hours for yourself and then sit and start thinking what to do. No, you have to have an intention and a plan already in place. Okay, so start doing it. Start thinking about your goals. Start thinking about your long-term goals. What do you want to achieve by the end of this year? Then break it down into maybe quarters or break it down into months see what's doable within the time frames that you've got around your children um stop using children as an excuse okay as i said those things the hurdles on the way are going to happen but don't you think it's going to make yourself your children possibly your partner proud that even though quote unquote you have children you are still smashing it and you're going for your dreams. Isn't that inspirational? Because I think it's the most badass thing that you can do as a mom. And with that positive message, I think that's it for today. So let me uh, know about your thoughts and your reflections. I would love to find out what your personal situations are with with your children and running your business what are your struggles okay let's talk about it let's have a conversation about it i want you to um share it with me because i would love to love to love to find out okay and at the end i just wanted to uh give you a little reminder that if you would like to be able to talk about those topics, even about periods. We literally talk about periods in my community. Join my community. My community of ELTpreneurs is full of fantastic souls, mainly women. We do have two men, but it's mainly women. So we talk about things close to our hearts, but we also build our businesses. And it's there is nothing better than being surrounded by inspirational women there is no better inspiration. There is no better like motivation um, because we all look out for each other. Um, so the doors are still open. I decided to keep them open for a uh, for a few days longer, and uh, there are discounts available now. So I'm going to leave it all in the description of this episode for you, along with the link. And we would love to have you there. Thank you so much for listening today, and I'll see you next week. Being a teacher is your superpower. You know how to do it. But developing a business mindset and business skills can be tricky. So if you're a bit lost or maybe fed up with figuring it all out on your own, don't worry. I've created this podcast and other free resources to help you. Follow me on Instagram for a daily dose of education, energy, motivation and fun. 
If you're interested in working with me, please get in touch and I'll be very happy to tell you about ways of working with me. Don't be a stranger. Say hello from time to time on social media. I love getting to know you better. You're my ELT tribe. And for now, bye and until next time.